Good Morning Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Like the sands through Carpenter's Creek, so are the days of our Pensacola. And now, another episode of City Council Melodrama Theater. Some of you may remember that a group of us have been working diligently to survey the people throughout our community about their experiences with trying to find and maintain housing. Um, the results of the survey are dismal. The vast majority of the hundreds of people that we have surveyed are spending far more than the recommended one-third of their income on housing costs. In fact, nearly one-third of people surveyed are spending over half of their income on housing costs. Nearly 80% of those surveyed reported that they are either behind or in fear of falling behind on their rent or their housing payments. And 66% of those surveyed reported that they have considered moving out of the Pensacola area altogether in search of lower housing costs. 100% of those who surveyed who had applied for housing assistance had been denied. All right, this was at the city council meeting on Thursday, and uh, a couple of notes here that are worth making. The first note is the speaker's name is Sarah Brummett, and you may or may not remember her, but uh, Sarah is a member of the Party for Socialism and Liberation. Okay, so she's a socialist, which... Yeah, that's fine. You know, there's a place for everybody in our society. Everybody has a voice. I'm just so you understand contextually where she's coming from. Right. Socialism is kind of the answer uh, for her and the other people who showed up with her to talk about the housing state of emergency. Second thing is I wouldn't normally have played you the percentages because if a news station plays you percentages, it makes it sound like those are reliable. I do not believe those percentages are statistically reliable because what they did was they went to places like, you know, Pensacola Village. They went to the poorest people and asked them these questions, and which, which means you don't get good numbers, but to give you a sense of where poor or people are coming from, that's fine. That's what I wanted to give you is that uh, among the people who are struggling the most with uh, rent and income, you know, their perspective is this. And th again, that's fine because when you talk about housing and affordable housing, those are the folks you're talking about. So get the gist, just don't, you know, don't rely too heavily on the numbers exactly. So Tanya De Broughton uh, was the one who kind of interacted with her, uh, who is District 5, and had a different perspective on this issue of, and remember the idea is a housing state of emergency would make it possible to impose a variety of measures, potentially like rent caps or rental increase notification requirements, various things to try to control the housing market uh, in, the, in the interest of renters as opposed to in the interest of landlords or at the expense of landlords, right? So here's how Tenya Day responded. They see other places in the city talking about her constituents for even higher and theirs are you know moderately priced in comparison and the question I was posed most often is well if you all put on a put a rental cap then I'm not being able to get what I would have normally gotten to even be able to um, in use this property that I grew up in, that's mine, that I own, as an investment. So what she's saying is that there are a lot of people in her district, in District 5, who are not even, you know, these are the lowest rents of the city, and who 
could potentially raise their rent, but there are people who have lived in these homes their whole lives, or they lived in a home, there's their parents' home, and they have a second home, and they rent that one out. They're not like, you know, the big evil conglomerates or the, you know, the landlords at large, big L, that are the enemy of everything. And uh, she's saying, look, um, these retirees, a lot of them depend on that passive income from rentals. And if you limit it, you're denying them their ability to profit from, you know, their life worth of work and inheritance that they've and that they need, really. And what she was trying to tell them is not you're wrong, but hey, there's another side to this. Pay attention and talk about this one before you come back to us. So when I have a lot of retired people who are looking to make a little extra income off that house that is their investment, they aren't really open to the idea of a cap. So I'm not, I'm just telling you to consider that while you all are planning your, um, and having your discussions about what I'm sure you're going to bring back to us for your suggestions. And of course, there is another perspective in this discussion. If the people who are renters are struggling, also the people who are landlords have property. And the right to set prices for property based on market conditions, that's the kind of the essence of capitalism, which, of course, Sarah Brummett rejects that premise. But listen to how she said it. We were in Pensacola Village last weekend. It is privately owned. It is not public housing, we'll although a lot of people do have a lot of people do have um, vouchers to live there, but they are experiencing rent increases. They've had new management. There were people there who asked for copies of our petition to take for themselves because they wanted to go get signatures. This is an issue affecting everyone across many districts, and there are overwhelmingly more renters than there are landlords. So if we're going to be talking about the interest of our community, we need to be thinking about the interest of the majority of our community. Which, which of course, is a very socialist perspective, which is just count the votes, uh, you might say, is a democratic perspective. The problem is that there are other factors in play when you talk about our system, and that is the system itself. Right. It's one thing to say, well, there's more poor people than there are rich people. Therefore, do whatever the poor people want. Well, you know, um, part of the premise of the American system is that though you might be poor now through work, thrift, bettering yourself, etc., you might eventually, if you do the right things, become rich. And the incentive is that once you get there, it'll exist. And so we want to preserve this system of competition and open markets and owning property and keeping property and free exchange and all of the things that make our system not socialism gives hope to people that they can move up the strata unlike most other systems. And so it's not as simple as saying, well, there's more of them than there are of you. Therefore, it doesn't really matter what the small because, you know. We all participate in and benefit from this system. Even if we don't move up a lot, we have a better standard of living than we would if we didn't have that system, as every example of socialism pretty much shows. There, there are exceptions, it's fair to say. Anyway, so there's more to this. I'll play some more of it for you in a second. Candy's got traffic on the, fi- on the fives. This is brought to you by Avalon HR. With everything going on, you need Avalon. And speaking of Avalon, Avalon Boulevard, clear through Garson Point Bridge. Traffic on I-10 East and westbound traveling and posted speeds and no slowdowns reported on Gulf Breeze Parkway East or westbound. Traffic tips, text 437-1620. It's News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Uh, back to the socialists who were speaking. And, and I, look, I think some conservative talks host would say that with great contempt. I would say with contempt, I think socialists are mistaken. I think what they're trying to do is not healthy for America, but, you know, people have all kinds of views. <laughs> you know, that's fine. Part of the part of the, uh, the joy of being in America is you're free to have whatever view and advocate for it at city council. That's fine. Uh, Charlie Dial, another member of the group. I also came to speak about 
the housing crisis and to ask for a state of housing emergency. It is effective. Um, it costs nothing from y'all. Hmm. <laughs> it might not like be a budget item, right? It's not a budget item if you cap rent, for example. But <laughs> there's a long term. Like if you cap rents, then that has an impact on the market. That tends to fight property tax or property value increases, which is a way of limiting property taxes. So it's not quite true that it costs nothing. The cost is not to like the general revenue of city of the city. The cost is to the market, to free exchange, to individual prosperity on the basis of that market. And certainly there are costs. But again, I thought Tenya Day brought in. She, she did a really good job. It's very interesting because she's very mild in her pushback. She was being very diplomatic, very congenial to them. And I appreciate that because they were very strident, which is, of course, yeah, I mean, socialists tend to be. Um, but they were very strident in their view. Like, we have the people with us. We have the poor with us. We're going to help. And Tenya Day is like, ah. Well, I'm, I represent a district that is, uh, for a lot of these folks, you know, heavily African-American district, heavily first, you know, you, you know the story. had to sue for all kind of civil rights in relation to home ownership. And um, in consideration of them now in older age, they want to be able to rent out their homes and they want to be able to make a little income off of it. That's such a fascinating perspective. You get what she's saying, right? For the longest time, black people didn't have access to the real estate ownership market because they were redlined out, right? They were, or they were discriminated against. They couldn't get loans, whatever you want to call it, okay? And so now finally... You have a situation where black people have largely beat out the racist, Jim Crow, whatever you want to call it, okay, that system of oppression, and now they're finally getting to benefit from it along you socialists come and you're trying to tell them they can't, you know, you can't benefit from it, which typically the socialist is going to try to be on the side of the poor or the oppressed or the minority, and Tenia is like, you know, I got some people in my, my district that are finally benefiting from capitalism, Shh. <laughs> you know, you shh. So I just, it was just kind of a fascinating one. And then uh, Charlie Dow kind of uh, continued to talk about, you know, who are the owners and who's benefiting from it and all that. And I, I just, I thought it was particularly fascinating because uh, one of the things that he wants to make the case that, look, it's these big companies buy these houses as opposed to the individual owners. A large majority of rental properties in Pensacola are owned by conglomerates. They are not, not very many are owned by people with single properties. There are a few. I think that's not true, But it true, is nearly anecdotal. The large majority is big, wealthy people who have a lot of properties and are not depending on the extra 3000 that they tacked on, or sorry, the extra 300 that they tacked on in the last year. It's not people that are depending on that. So he's trying to make the case that, you know, it's not this single owner lived there your whole life now benefiting in their retirement from having an investment property. You know, that it's the, the conglomeration, conglomerates, you know, which there is some of that. But who are the shareholders in the large corporation? You know, it's not just like, you know... T. Boone Willis Farms that owns, you know what I mean? Like these are people too. And especially if they're publicly owned companies, which many of them are, then you have shareholders who have retirement or you have investors in those companies. I mean, it's, it's just not so simple as saying that these big, evil, horrible, distant, although I agree with him, that's a concern. 
So I don't know. Just it's it's a fascinating clash of perspectives here. I have more of this. I'll share with you later on in the show. But uh, I thought hearing from the socialists about the housing state of emergency they want and about the impacts that it would have, and of course, anytime you're trying to make housing more affordable, that is another way of saying you're trying to diminish the income opportunities for people who own properties who are landlords or who are investors. And maybe you decide that's okay. But certainly it's true that if you try to, for example, keep the cost of housing down, that comes at somebody's profit expense, right? Just, you know, a part of the conversation we don't have very often. And not all of those people are evil, rich, distant conglomerate owners. 621 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. You know, if you're thinking about working on your home and fixing it up or you're building one or somewhere in between, Pensacola Hardware, they've got the stuff you need. And in fact, if you go there, one of the things you'll find is, you know, a lot of times you go to a place and you kind of ask them for advice and they're like, I don't know. (laughs) You know, right? I mean, or they maybe know a little. Well, you go to Pensacola Hardware, you get genuine expertise. You know, they've seen it before. They have done it before. They've helped other people do it before. They have it in stock. They want to order something for you because if they don't have it, you don't need it. Like they have it in stock. I've been there. Like seriously, they have it. And the point is whether you are just a, you know, mild honeydew list weekend repair or building something from scratch, Pensacola Hardware is your place. They have been around since before the Civil War. They're that old, the oldest business in the entire state of Florida, right downtown at 20 East Gregory Street. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. If you're driven by an adventurous heart, you're in luck because the redesigned 2023 Subaru Outback shares your spirit. The Outback can take you as far as you want to explore with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. And Subaru's estimated highway fuel economy for non-turbo 2023 Outback models is up to 32 miles per gallon. And comparing information from competitors' website, the Outback has more ground clearance than Honda CRV or Toyota RAV4. So you can take on the path less traveled with ease. And when Experian Automotive studied vehicles in operation versus total new registrations, they found that 97% of Outback vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today, which means you can explore your world with confidence. The 2023 Subaru Outback. Go where love takes you. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Actual mileage may vary. Clearance comparisons as of June 2022. Experience data for model years 2012 to 2021 as of December 2022. Mom, can I have some ice cream? I've got a better idea. Who wants to help me make something fun and healthy instead? Me! Eating smarter is easy and delicious. Interested in receiving healthy recipes and a whole lot more in your email? Then register at healthiestweightfl.com and learn more about all the small steps that you can take on the way to living healthy. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Sundays, you get Christian Outlook at 7, Ask the Preacher at 8, Town Hall Review, Fox News Sundays, The Weekend, Tech It Out, and Gun Talk at 8. A wizard is never late, Frodo Baggins. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. Good morning, 624 News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. It's cold today. You know, I know it's funny. I was complaining Yuck. about 42 in Pensacola in, in January. But, you know, hey, rest of the world, we live here for a reason. Uh, <laughs> David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? Oh, hold on. Here we go. There we go. Take two. 
Uh, the suspect in Saturday's deadly mass shooting in Southern California is dead. Authorities have identified 72-year-old Hugh Con Tran as the uh, the man who opened fire near a Lunar New Year celebration at a dance studio in Monterey Park. Of course, 10 people died in that. 10 others were wounded. The suspect found dead ye- uh, yesterday from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. The U.S. government phone app used by asylum seekers to uh, cross into the states, apparently having a lot of problems flooded with error messages uh the facial recognition technology that's used to submit a photo into the app has been uh, prone to the error since it launched and customs and border protections uh, one app is part of a series of border policy changes that has uh, migrants applying for asylum before they get to the u.s and uh, a newlywed story showing just how much life can change. Juan Hernandez uh, apparently defied the odds. This is a story out of Miami. Walked down the aisle at his wedding on Saturday, but Hernandez had previously been paralyzed from the neck down. Wow. After an auto accident that happened back in 2021, doctors told him he was never going to walk again, but uh, he's crediting the encouragement of his family and uh, the woman he calls the love of his life for helping teach him to walk again. Outstanding. That's fantastic. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. Candy's got traffic on the fives. It's so funny. I was looking to see if you wore shorts or not. I see we're all wearing sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that wore shorts. I got jeans. So, I know. You're the real Floridian. I sure am. Uh, Taking a look around. Good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays right now. This is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. All exits off I-10, I-110 reporting as clear. Burial not showing any delays. Taking a look in Milton. Executive Landscaping, big enough to get that job done, small enough to care. 250-3756 or no hassle estimate. They do it whether it's cold or not. We see them out in the cold Mm. and the heat all the time. 437-1620 is the number if you have traffic tips. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. You know, it's funny when David was telling that story about the app and crossing the border, what I was wondering is, does customs have a new checkbox on your, you know, your form for customs if you have to declare how many eggs you're carrying in from out of the country? Because that's actually a thing now. Like, yes. they're smuggling eggs in. It's no that way. Ba- no, for real. Yeah, like, I mean, look crazy. at it. People make the joke about how, I mean, eggs are, you know, what, four bucks a dozen okay, these I days? Went to, five bucks a dozen? You know what, I'm it's not afraid to say the name of the store, but like some are almost 10 bucks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You can sneak across the border. That's no issue. But if you bring eggs, if you bring the eggs. FDA's <laughs> on you. You know, <laughs> that's exactly right. So you're going to be like living it up with soon. With the FDA in charge of the Border Patrol. Right. Hey, but I, I don't mean to, but you got chickens. I do. That's right. Oh, that's you right. got to guard them. You uh, you need <laughs> you need cameras. Look, you, you need fencing. You, you need, need eggs. you know perimeter defense. I'll I'll be your hookup. I got you. <laughs> you got a dealer. I got That's it. That's right. <laughs> hey, buddy. Maybe right. in the back alley behind the building. Nice. I got your eggs. Nice. Don't hug me too tight. You want some cage? Six twenty-seven on News Radio ninety-two three. Oh, did you catch uh, SNL over the weekend? Yeah. It was generally, despite Bad. Aubrey Plaza, not funny. It but the awful. open was okay. <laughs> Fake Fox News football coverage, right? You're watching the NFL on Fox post-game show. Boy, was that an incredible matchup between the Eagles and Giants that ended 12 seconds ago. Blowout game South by the Eagles. Philadelphia has been set on fire, which means the Eagles lost or won. <laughs> I'm Kurt Menefee, joined as always by Howie Long. I have the glasses, so I am the smart one. <laughs> New York Giants legend, who I know was rooting for his former team tonight, Michael Strahan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that game was 
was surprising, scintillating, sensational, stupendous, and even scrum diddly umptious, yeah. I am so proud of my Giants, even though they lost by 31 points in humiliating fashion. Oh, man. And he had a huge gap tooth. It was hilarious. The straight hand impression yeah, was like great. Hand, sure. That really was funny. Before the game, we gave that new chat GPT AI technology to our very own Cletus the football robot. Let's see what Cletus has to say. Why do humans make other humans play football? Oh, no. Does it not seem barbaric? <laughs> Uh-oh, don't love that. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we got to go back to making the robot dance instead. Just wait until the uprising. I'll make you dance, you piece of... All right, thanks, Cletus. Luckily, I didn't catch all of that. It went in one tooth and not the other. <laughs> went in one tooth and out the other like, oh man and then the george no, santos stuff, oh yeah. yeah no they repeatedly came back on the george santos was the theme as a sideline reporter let's go down to the field for an immediate reaction i understand we have a new sideline reporter well that's right when we saw this guy's resume we had to give him a shot heisman <laughs> trophy winner more championships than tom brady please welcome congressman george santos <laughs> Thank you. George Santos reporting live from the Super Bowl. Not the Super Bowl. Now, George, George, first of all, congrats on an amazing career. I, I didn't even know you played football, but I, I'm seeing here that you were the first player to lead the league in passing and rushing. That's correct. I'm sort of the real Bo Jackson. <laughs> and I'm proud to be the first African-American quarterback <laughs> to ever dunk a football. You play college ball again. The University of College. <laughs> they were on George Santos the whole night. Not particularly on Biden for his butchering of the birthday song, but you know, George Santos is a ripe target. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. A suspect but no motives identified in a shooting at a Chinese-owned dance studio Saturday night in Monterey Park, California. Ten people died. Los Angeles authorities say 72-year-old Hugh Cantran entered another dance studio about 20 minutes after the first shooting and probably intended to kill more people. But two very brave community members put their lives on the line to stop him. Police have confirmed the suspected gunman is dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Fox's Jackie Ibanez. Germany's foreign minister says she won't stand in the way if Poland wants to send German-made Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine. They were designed to compete with the Russian equivalent, but Germany's been reluctant to provide. And although countries like Poland want to lend Ukraine their own stock, they need German permission. The U.S. maintains its tanks are too complex to send to Ukraine. Fox's Jonathan Savage, Massachusetts House Democrat Catherine Clark, confirms her daughter's arrest at a protest in Boston. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, it's 631 News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne right now. We've got 43 degrees. It is partly cloudy in Pensacola. A local transitional home for survivors of sex trafficking held their annual healing gala over the weekend. Set Free Refuge provides housing, counseling services, and case management for young women who've survived sex trafficking and exploitation. I think the reason that I am so invested in ending human trafficking is because so many women are affected by sexual abuse. And human trafficking is commercialized sexual abuse. So based on my own experiences, I want to give back to other women that have experienced that kind of sexual trauma and tell them and let them know that they can heal from this. That is the executive director of Set Free Refuge, Marcy Landreth. Uh, She says the home was able to house five young women and served 25 different survivors over the past year. And during the event, some big donations were made. Landreth says that money is going to go towards building a second home. 
Vice President Harris uh, was in Tallahassee for the 50th anniversary of the Supreme Court's original decision on Roe v. Wade. Trey Thomas has more. During a Sunday speech in Tallahassee, Florida, Harris announced that President Biden is issuing a memorandum to further protect access to medication abortion across the country. To make sure that doctors can legally prescribe, that pharmacies can dispense, and that women can secure safe and effective medication. Harris also urged Congress to pass a bill to protect reproductive rights, saying Biden would sign it. I'm Trey Thomas. Scabia County investigated deputies investigating a stabbing at the Sefco station on Fairfield Drive and Pace Boulevard yesterday. The victim reportedly was stabbed multiple times in the torso. That person was conscious and talking when they were taken to the hospital, but no update on their current condition. And right now, no word on whether investigators have any suspects. A cantonment man that's also a convicted felon arrested over the weekend for reportedly fleeing from deputies at a convenience store on W Street. 35-year-old Justin Jamal Nettles charged with possession of a firearm by a felon, possession of cocaine, and resisting an officer. A deputy reported seeing Nettles at the gas station. The man reportedly ran away and was captured after a short foot chase. Deputies say they found a 9mm handgun magazine in Nettles' pocket, loaded handgun, and a dollar bill with cocaine in it, found in a vehicle Nettles had been in. Nettles was arrested and released on $21,000 bond. And if you've got a loved one with a mental disability, you might be interested in some free classes that are going to be offered soon by the National Alliance on Mental Illness. The Family to Family class is a free eight-session course. It's for people with loved ones that have a mental health condition. And those classes start February 1st. They'll last through mid-March. Another set of classes will start on March 6th. Now, registration for these classes does close tomorrow. To get more information on this, uh, you can contact NAMI, and we've got a phone number and a registration link. That's all going to be posted at the News Radio website, so you can check that out there. It is almost 635. Now let's get a look at your traffic on the fives. Candy, what are you seeing? Right now, nothing, which is uh, really good news, obviously. Uh, all exits off I-10, I-110 reporting as clear. Always slow on the bridge on 90, heading from Pensacola into Pace, and uh, likewise from Pace into Pensacola, but uh, not stop. Just a little bit slow as it is. Uh, looks like uh, the rest of 99 mile, not doing any, uh, not having any issues, everything running at posted speeds. And if you have traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's going to be a nice and cool day out there today with temperatures warming near 58 degrees. Partly cloudy skies, lows overnight dropping near 42. For Tuesday, temperatures warming up near 64 degrees, 10% chance of some showers through the afternoon. As you head overnight Tuesday going into Wednesday, showers and thunderstorms move in. A few storms could be strong. Temperatures overnight Tuesday going into Wednesday dropping into the mid-50s. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. And right now, 43, it's mostly cloudy in Pensacola, 45 in Gulf Breeze, and 43 in Milton. Your next news at 7 o'clock, breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Koshenko with your Money Now. Google Parent Alphabet says it plans to eliminate 12,000 jobs, reducing its staff by 6%. 
and marking the company's largest ever round of layoffs. The reductions will cut across Alphabet's units and geographies, though some areas, including recruiting and projects outside of the company's core businesses, would be more heavily affected. Google executives have in recent months said the company would be tightening its belt, reflecting a new period of more disciplined and efficient spending, but had not announced specifics. Warehouse sector leader ProLogis says it's bullish on demand this year, even as vacancy rates tick upward and signs of a slowdown course through the economy. The company's revenue rose by more than a third in the latest quarter as the average occupancy of its properties continued to edge higher. Red hot demand for warehouse space during the pandemic has cooled off, but ProLogis knows the decline is coming off record levels. That's your Money Now. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thick of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N info.com. As the new year unfolds, here's another reason to buy your new Volkswagen from Piedmore Imports in Pensacola. How about over $1,000 off MSRP on the 2022 Volkswagen Tiguan? These VW SUVs with third row seats are priced to move, so hurry and take advantage of these discounted prices on a limited quantity of the 2022 VW Tiguan. Discounted over $1,000 off MSRP. And Piedmore Imports is offering a finance rate of 3. 9% APR up to 36 months on select 2023 models, including the VW Taos, Tiguan, Atlas Cross, and Atlas SUV. Plus, military discounts of $500 are always available when you buy your new Volkswagen from Piedmore Imports on New Warrington Road. Piedmore Imports. They're not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. 106 New Warrington Road, just up the street from NAS Pensacola. Special APR rates for qualified credit through BCI. See dealer for details. News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host lived in a van for over six months. Who is it? Time's up. The correct answer is Jenna Barr. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. such an interesting friendship. There's a lot substantively that you disagree about, but you're great friends. How do we do this in 2023? Well, I think it has everything to do with the love and the trust that we have. And he, we were actually more than friends. He's my very dear brother. That is, he's like a member of the family. And sometimes members of the family can be wrong about things. Oh. 
all. And you still love them, and I'm wrong about some things, I'm sure, and you still love them. But most importantly, I think we're tied to a deep commitment to a quest, a fallible quest for truth and beauty and goodness and the holy. And I learned much from him, and he learned some things from me. In that sense, I think the world needs to know that you're actually looking at two brothers who have a deep love of each other, even as there's a disagreement in certain political and policy issues. Look, this is one of my favorite things. This is from actually a week ago, Fox News Sunday, but I just never could find the time to get it in the show last week. But this is Shannon Bream on Fox News Sunday interviewing Cornell West and Robert George, two people who you would not think could possibly be close to each other because they are polar opposites on the political spectrum and the ethical spectrum. You would think this can't possibly be, but they're actually great friends. And so that was Cornell West, okay? And they were talking about getting along despite your differences, something that is essential if we're going to have a civil society, right? How have we lost that, How, the ability to do that with each other? Well, it's a failure of trust and ultimately a failure of friendship, or in the old language, caritas, charity, love. And that worries me deeply. I know it worries Cornell, mm -hmm. because to run a democratic republic, you need a minimum of civic friendship. People are going to disagree about things in circumstances of freedom, and that's natural. Now, how are they going to treat each other when they disagree? Are they going to treat each other as adversaries, as enemies to be defeated, destroyed? Or are they going to treat themselves and each other as fellow citizens who just happen to disagree about this? And they're going to work it out using the mechanisms of constitutional democracy, deliberative democracy. And one side will lose and the other side will win for now. But in a democracy, there are no permanent winners and permanent losers. We always have the opportunity to come back to our fellow citizens and say, you know what, a few years ago when we faced this issue, we took a wrong turn, we went down the wrong road, we need to reconsider this, and you can try again. But it's important to understand those with whom you disagree. Absolutely, and, and to cherish people with whom you disagree, to enjoy them, even because of the disagreements, right? You know, I, 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 I know... This is far less common than it should be, and it certainly doesn't show an awful lot, for example, on TV or on social media. But uh, I, I'm just telling you, in my private life, I, I have friends that are across the spectrum. In fact, weirdly, I, I find myself drawn more to people who disagree with me about stuff because I find they push me a little bit more. They challenge me a little bit more. And it's just plain never a precondition for me that somebody's got to see the world my way in order for me to want to spend time with them. The people I want to be around are decent, smart, funny, kind. And then all the politics is like way down the list. <laughs> you know, even, you know, the, the religious stuff is way down the list. Like, I mean, okay, you know, I'm not seeking spiritual formation from my atheist friends, but I have atheist friends. And the fact that they're atheists certainly doesn't keep me from being friends with them. My goodness. And not in the like, I want to be friends with them so that I can win them to Christ, even though I do. But just because I, I don't I don't have a problem being around, I've been them. And, you know, maybe that's my special advantage is I've been most of these things, so it doesn't offend me the way it offends some people. But, you know, for example, young people, their concern is that young people are so strident and have trouble doing this with people they disagree with. And she asked that question, well, you know, why don't they do this more? And I thought Robert George's comments were just so on target. One good thing about young people is they can pick out a fraud at 100 paces. They know if you're faking it, but they need to learn that not everybody's a faker. They need to give up this cynicism. They need to be willing to acknowledge 
that someone is an honest truth seeker and a courageous truth speaker, even if they disagree with them. And they need to recognize their own fallibility. Here's a problem I find with the younger generation. They haven't been taught the virtues of intellectual humility. It's not uh -huh. necessarily a failing in them in the first instance. It's a failure in our generation for failing to pass that along, right. failing to model that. Amen. Students learn a lot more from what you do than from what you say. We, we teach by precept, and that's important, but it's even more important to teach by example. And they have failed to uh, have modeled for them the kind of um, openness to other people as truth seekers that they're going to need if we are to overcome this terrible polarization. Hey, man, I mean, that willingness to be wrong, to seek new information, to be, uh, you know, on a spectrum of, uh, of of adamancy so that you can be a 10 on some issues and a 5 on some issues and a 1 on some issues. All of that's so vital. And he's right. You can blame the young people or you can say, well, where didn't they learn it? You know, where, where didn't they acquire these skills? Well, you know, the adults had some influence maybe for a while and didn't quite pass this along. We'll come back to this in just a second. Let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. This is brought to you by Jackson Hewitt, who guarantees your biggest tax refund, plus a chance to double your refund with a double your refund sweepstakes. No purchase necessary. U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal return. That ends for 223. And taking a look at our roads, good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. Not yet. Highway 98 looking just fine. No delays. Uh, if you have traffic tips, text 437-1620 News Radio 92 two, three, informative, local, dependable. And, and I thought, you know, frankly, Candy, thanks so much for the update. That um, she, she, they had, uh, Robert George had some really great comments about intellectual honesty, uh, courage in the university, which is right now not a place of great intellectual freedom. Uh, they like to champion it, but it's very stifling to conservative voices. I know, because I was, you know, not asked back numerous times, even though I was massively popular with the students. The administration thought, oh, we can't have them teaching that. Well, okay, you know. Sometimes you got to stick your neck out and it doesn't always work out for you. Okay, you know, that's, you know, you live, you learn, you pray. Um, but she asked the question, and I thought this was the, kind of the proof of the pudding, is how do they each talk about each other's viewpoints when they disagree? And she asked. What has been, you think, the area where you two maybe disagree the most, whether it's religion or race or politics, and how did you navigate it? We have such deep overlap, partly just being Christian. We wrestle over the scope of the market. You see, I'm much more of the kind of uh, revolutionary Christian open to democratic socialist concerns because I think the poor and working class ought to be central no matter where they are, no matter what color is, or, or gender or sexual orientation. My dear brother has a deep commitment to eliminating poverty through two more market-oriented uh, uh, strategies. And so we, we're concerned about the least of these in the sense of the poor in that way. You see how he understands where they're starting from and how they get to where they land and he's not disparaging Robert George for having the different view because he knows that in the end, they're really both trying to accomplish the same thing. We struggle over abortion, which is very, 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 very real. My dear brother believes in the least of these being the unborn. I have a disagreement in terms of when does that precious little something, something become a precious little baby. He believes it's a precious little baby from the very beginning. I identify with his moral compassion for the unborn if you believe that unborn is in fact a person immediately. But I believe in fact that it's also a matter of, of 
women having some control over their bodies on the one hand, and also the fact that I'm just not convinced that immediately that baby's a baby. We won't go into all, all, all the different sides of that discussion. But it, it, we have a certain similar empathy for the uh, least of these, which comes out of our own, I think, biblical sensibilities that we have as Christians. And, of course, that concern for the uh, small, the marginalized, the oppressed, the least, you know, the way the Bible calls it the least of these, um, leads them in different directions based on other things they believe. But you hear the way Cornell West talks about Robert George's perspectives as demonstrating understanding them. And so much of the time, you know, what's frustrating is when people have a viewpoint and do not really understand the other side. And Robert George, same thing. How do we avoid these extreme positions? Would you agree? Yes, I do. Um, we have some very deep fundamental agreements. Right. Often our disagreements, very important disagreements, are about how to get where we agree we need to go. How do right. we lift the right. poor out of poverty? Right. right, right. I look at the record of socialist uh, systems and I say, not so good for poor people. No. Now, on the other, in the actual examples, that's true. But <laughs> capitalism, so far, in this actual enactment, hasn't been able to eliminate poverty either. We've got to be able to find ways of keeping the focus on the dignity of poor people. And you notice that both of us avoid ending up in extreme positions on these issues because they. It's not because they balance each other out that they come to some lukewarm, tepid, middle of the road agreement. They balance each other out because by being aware of each other's strengths and weaknesses, fact, claims, counterfactuals, all of that, that there's a kind of harmony in the disagreement. And again, a commitment, I think, to the relationship, a commitment to the project of being together, being humans. And one of the key premises of that is humility, is recognizing that your own side is imperfect, that you know, you're not God, you don't possess all the truth. That there is truth, but you don't possess all of it. And recognizing strengths and weaknesses in your own arguments, being honest about acknowledging them. You know, you heard, I love the little comment that uh, Cornell West made. Well, yeah, you know, given the real life examples of socialism, not such a good track record for us. Then again, capitalism hasn't exactly eliminated poverty either. And sometimes advocates of, you know, socialism won't admit that it's never really worked. Advocates of capitalism won't admit that a lot of times it didn't work too well either. Right? You know, so there's just... I wanted to share this with you because hearing that example, and uh, you know, I sometimes when I when I invite people like on the rap, you know, and I get, I get these. How, why did you have that liberal on the rap? It was one of my friends, and we make an interesting conversation because we need to have those conversations and we need to be able to get along with those people. Otherwise, what are we doing? You know, the democracy. If you believe in it. Okay, if you believe in this concept, perhaps you prefer a constitutional. I don't care. That's not the point. The point is that this is a way of reconciling, mediating, negotiating and navigating the challenges that come from human beings who have very strong and different beliefs. And you can do that through war and annihilation or you can do that through comprehension, listening, congeniality, argument, discourse apology, humility, kindness. You're right. I mean, that is a better way. 651 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay.
Uh, What'd you do this time, Brad? I'm in the doghouse after my hunting trip last weekend. Yeah, I was too. I blew off our date. How'd you get out of the doghouse? Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. I got her a gift card. It took three minutes at SWMedSpa.com. She booked it this Saturday. Saturday? So nine holes then? Tea time's at eight. To enjoy a hassle-free guys weekend, treat her to a gift card from Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. Follow Stillwater's on Facebook or Instagram to enter contests and win great prizes. Or visit SWMedSpa.com. This morning at 10, join Todd Thompson, President and CEO of Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce on the Pensacola Expert Panel for the Chamber Connection Show. His guest will be Carol Carlin about the inaugural Altogether Women's Business Event, where you'll learn about Pensacola's leading business women, how they succeeded in business, world, and life. It's the Chamber Connection Show, this morning at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. At Gulf Breeze News, they get it. They know you want to know what's happening in your community, whether that means investigative reporting, area events, or op-eds from your fellow breezers. The Gulf Breeze News truly is your community newspaper. Call 932-8986 and subscribe today. You can read online if you prefer to use your iPad or computer or get your freshly printed newspaper delivered right to your mailbox. From city to county, politics to sports. Subscribe now at gulfbreezenews.com. Listen to News Radio on air at 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, AM 1620, and online at newsradio923.com. Download our mobile app or listen through Alexa. National average for a gallon of gas, 342. Florida average, 341. Well, that's jumped well back up. Thanks a lot. Uh, 304 in Texas. First time that's back above 3 bucks in a while. 444 in California. 319 east and west at the Walmart uh, in Navarre. 324 at the Liberty and Gulf Breeze on oh, Tiger Point. Uh, and then 329 if you go to that first station, the Valero in Gulf Breeze proper. 319 at the Raceway in Milton. 319 at the Murphy P. Ridge. Uh, the, P Ridge, uh, the Murphy and P Ridge, and then 319 if you wait until the, uh, that's the raceway on uh, Highway 90 going through Pace. In Pensacola, looks like uh, on 9 Mile, the Walmart neighborhood market has 317. Same at the Murphy in front of the US 29 Walmart. I'm showing, holy smokes, just as an FYI, the shell down the road is 345. Just for perspective, right? Crazy. Uh, 318 looks like at the Murphy on, uh, on uh, Navy Boulevard if you're coming in from the southwest side. These gas prices are brought to you by Pete Moore Volkswagen with the lowest outdoor price. Your next new Volkswagen, PeteMoreImports.com. I would say get gas early rather than later. If you know, get it, get it this morning, not this afternoon, is my best recommendation for you. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? President jo- uh, Joe Biden is reportedly selecting... Selecting Jeff Zients as his new chief of staff. This has been reported by the Washington Post, now confirmed by a couple of anonymous sources. Uh, This comes as his current chief of staff, Ron Klain, is expected to step down in the next few weeks. Everybody's favorite New York Congressman George Santos back in New York facing scrutiny today. Uh, He uh, was apparently met with hecklers when he landed at LaGuardia Airport on Saturday. Santos dodged questions uh, about his mother dying in the September 11th terrorist attacks. Well, look, champion... Volleyball players always get heckled. Well, did he get asked about his time in the Starland vocal band? (laughs) 
Let's just add stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, David. Uh, and a uh, 2019 copy of the gov- U.S. government's no-fly list, apparently obtained now by a Swiss hacker. The list uh, contains 1.5 million names and aliases of wow. people forbidden from flying. It was taken from an unsecured cloud server uh, by a regional airline in Ohio. I can't believe in this day and age anybody is using an unsecured yeah, I know, right? <laughs> server. Isn't but that you crazy? you got to imagine with, I mean, how many hands is that list in, right? You know. No, this is not the first to get it, probably. Well, yeah. But, I mean, I just figure, like, anything you distribute that widely to be used at so many locations by so many entities is at some point has got to be vulnerable of course uh david thanks so much for the update candy's got traffic on the fives that's right and good news is we're not showing any of the slowdowns or delays uh not showing any problems over by the airport looks like ninth bayou brent all clear if you have an uh, issue or a traffic tip text 437-1620 it's news radio 92.3 informative local dependable not you george santos <laughs> <laughs> as even a sideline reporter it's all lies that's right there's a loop in the road <laughs> there's not nice hey if you're a uh, Getting ready to buy that next vehicle, especially if it's a used vehicle, or if you're thinking about used versus new, go to Frontier Motors. And I'll tell you one of the things that they do is they always give you a Carfax. Now, a Carfax, in case you're not familiar, is just kind of a rundown of the maintenance and repair history of the car to the degree that the folks doing the repair and maintenance reported it. Okay, so Carfax is a great starting point. It is not everything. I strongly recommend you get a used vehicle inspection uh, rather than just a Carfax, but it's a good starting point. And when you go to Frontier, they always give you one. Okay, they give you the price sheet and then they give you the Carfax right attached to each other. So if you go to some other place, you know, a corner lot somewhere, maybe they do, maybe they don't. And if they don't, well, that's fine. You just call Frontier. they'll, They'll run you a Carfax for free based on the VIN. You say, why would Frontier do that? Because they can, because it helps. I mean, that's it. Literally, because they can and because it helps. They want to make sure you have as much information as possible so that you make good decisions. That's it. So Frontier Motors runs your Carfax whether you're buying from them or not. Simple. For more than 25 years, right behind that big buffalo on Beverly Parkway, they've been serving the Pensacola community. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. It's 6.57 and time for future news. Future news. You like that? Future news where Candy and I tell you what's going to happen before it happens. Um, will there be more classified documents discovered anywhere around Joe Biden? Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, how could there not be? I know, at this I love point? drama when I'm not involved, although <laughs> I wish it wasn't our president, you know. <laughs> so, will we have a housing state of emergency declared by city council this year? I see. Yes, I think so. I don't think so. I think there's enough votes there's against no it, and okay. I certainly don't see them imposing rent controls or rent caps. Um, county homeless shelter, non-congregate, so individual rooms, individual bathrooms mm-hmm. is kind of the idea. Uh, they're going to spend about $4 million on all of the aspects. Will they do it? Will it work? Yes, and I, gosh, Lee, I hope so. I so want to be optimistic here, so I'm going to say yes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say yes. What a great city. Well, Governor DeSantis, who was told he violated the state attorney's First Amendments by removing him from the prosecutor's office, but they couldn't reinstate him under law. Will DeSantis reinstate him? Yes. Oh, no way. (laughs) Or no. Zero percent chance. I don't know. I don't think. I I would be very, very, very surprised. Um The NFL games this week that were super boring, basically, uh, mostly blowouts or blowouts, even if they weren't blowouts, you know what I mean? Like it didn't ever feel like they were that good. Um, Next week, will the games be good? Yes. I'm actually very optimistic. Bengals, Chiefs, Eagles, Cowboys, these should be really good games. But then again, I thought this week was going to be good. Hey, so, go Steelers. What, right? what, or not Steelers. No. Is it Steelers? No. Eagles. Yeah, Eagles. Eagles. Uh, one, thing Eagle. I, one thing I will say, will the Cowboys place kicker who managed to kick two field goals successfully this week, oh. um, how will he do? 
he'll do better. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch any of the games. He'll do great. I'm, I'm but Mahomes is out, I no, heard, the, the, because the, the Cowboys are out. My fault. This is the 49ers. But good for him that he got a couple. So will he have a job next year? Yes. No. Or no. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. There was a stabbing at the Safco gas station over the weekend also. A man hurt after a crash on I-10. We'll tell you more about those stories right after this update from Fox News.